up, my smooth and skilled sailors? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Top Podcast. We're going to be showing you some essentials to your gentleman's book. Yeah, exactly. And when Julian says gentleman's book, he's talking about the repertoire and the tools that gentlemen have. And so we're going to kind of go over a few things. We're going to talk about footwear game, which we both have knowledge and skill on in different areas, which will be unique, as well as, you know, accessories for the gentleman, watches, ties, bow ties. And then I'm going to get into some grooming and self-care stuff. Yeah, and if you are a lady listening to this, maybe you can, you know, take some tips out of this and, you know, help us with if you are dating a man, help him out. Or maybe there are some tips in there that you find beneficial that help you and you can adjust to kind of your style or what is what is equivalent, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Even though this is going to be something specifically kind of more tuned for the gentleman, I think that anybody can take things out of this if they wanted to. So the, go for it. Oh, um, so some of the the first things I kind of want to ask, Jordan, is what are some just not too descriptive, just essentials that you have like in your day to day outfit? Um, in my day to day outfit, usually uh, I'm somebody who usually will have a watch on their wrist and it depends on what kind of mood or what I'm doing. But the watch could be a smartwatch, which is obviously super handy and connects to my smartphone. So I won't always have to be taking out my smartphone to check what's going on or just kind of like a, a fashionable watch or something that, you know, is more athletic. Yeah. And a lot of people say that the first thing they notice about people is their footwear. But if you have a relatively nice watch or a unique looking watch or, a you know, a different color scheme, that's also going to catch someone's attention right away and maybe start a conversation that they like watch or a compliment or it might really kind of enhance your outfit to a different level. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a pretty much what it does. I mean, it's a tool, first off, for me to be able to keep track to- track of time because usually as a adults we have a lot of things going on so you know you would want to be on pace for your day and make sure that all your skit like you know your schedule is on where it should be and where you should be yeah and i think it's pretty smooth too because we're also addicted to our phones you know they show the time it's a little bit of bulky kind of mechanical action but um, having a watch and be able to you know, tell the time or if it's a smartwatch, tell the temperature or whatever you need to do, um, it's a little bit smoother than kind of going through those actions a little bit quicker. And, you know, some to some people being super smooth is super cool and that might help you out as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think that there's a lot to learn about watches as well, just on movements, where movements are from, um, you know, where it's made, who made it. And I feel like that that could be specifically a thing that you could talk about with somebody else who's either a watch person or somebody who just admires watches. I mean, there's been a couple times where, you know, I've seen somebody with a watch and I've asked them like, hey, is that, you know, it could be like a citizen with an eco drive in it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it is. And then we have a conversation from there. I mean, watches are a great tool, but they also have more facets than just the watch itself. It has kind of a social aspect as well exactly and my one tip for watches would be if you don't have a watch currently i would suggest rather than getting you know a couple a variety of relatively inexpensive or cheap watches i would suggest kind of saving up a little bit and getting something that you can afford that's a little bit more on the higher end and the fact that that way you don't wear the watch every day, but it still doesn't look, cause some watches that are really, you get relatively inexpensive can look, make your outfit look worse or cheapen, um, the style, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and I think it just depends on what kind of watch you're looking for and what kind of watch you get because there are a very there are a large amount of watches out there and large amount of watchmakers and uh, like you know there's extremes at that point. So there's watches you can get for a dollar and then there's watches that you can get. I mean, literally Floyd Mayweather just bought an eighteen million dollar watch. Like, what the hell is that? I mean, I'm, like, I'm not, you know, trying to portray any of those, but that just shows the extremes of the watch. And so there's a lot of places that you can fit yourself in in that watch game. And the things that I would suggest, too, is uh, don't be afraid to go for, you know, if you're not a big baller and, you know, you don't have Rolex money, you don't have like, you know, Omega money. You don't have some of those like nicer watch brands or like junkers. That's one watch brand that's pretty expensive, but pretty nice. Um, and you find yourself in that like a hundred dollar range or even a little lower. You can find some really good pieces like Timex or, uh, Seiko or Psycho. I think I'm saying that wrong, <laughs> but, uh, bear with me that are actually pretty damn gorgeous and do the job. Yeah, exactly. Um, just kind of do your research and, you know, figure out what's your price range and what, you know, a decent one is based on reviews or looks to your style. Mm. And I think it also can button down to what you're wearing too, like, and moving into the kind of like that button down range and you have a watch, but you aren't just naked. So you got to, you know, get something to fit with that. And I think a nice thing to have in your uh, repertoire is a few decent button downs that vary in length from like a full sleeve button down to like almost a polo button down or maybe one you can roll the sleeves up to, you know, mid arm as well. Yeah, um, I think that button down shirts and collared shirts are always, you know, something that can be very versatile. The one thing that I want to take the time to say in this podcast is make sure you get a good fitting button down shirt. There's a lot of the times or, you know, I see it a lot where, you know, a shirt doesn't fit a particular person perfectly. And granted, you know, shirts aren't made to fit you solely unless you get it tailored. So you're going to have to be very picky about what you're going to wear. And even if you want to take the time to tailor it, you can make a, you know, like a $5 button down or button up shirt look like like a $150 one just off of the fit that, yeah. you know, gives to your body. Yeah. And I think tailoring is a very certain aspect that you probably have a tailor around you or near you um, that can help you out and you can establish a relationship with. In terms of trying on, you know, these button downs or shirts you find at the store, dress shirts, red casual shirts, um, whatever they may be. My tip there is when I'm looking at shirts, I don't like being in the fitting room for a long period of time. So maybe you find one in a certain print you like and you find the same style in a different color print. I try on maybe a, a large and an XL in the other one so I can still see the way each color or print looks, the variety that I'm choosing from, and then say the large fits well, I go get a large and the other one I got an XL instead of, you know, trying both on and both sizes and kind of killing or wasting some time in the fitting room um, in my perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point as well. Just kind of having a game plan whenever you go in and get fitted. Uh, I guess if I had something to bring to that as far as, you know, what our viewers should be looking for or should be considering when wearing or looking for button downs, one, be comfortable with multiple different uh, metrics of size. So you just mentioned large and XL. Uh, some in the ones that I've been looking at, a lot of them have uh, your neck size 
instead of you know large and XL. So make sure you know that. Make sure you know which size you are in large and XL. Make sure you know what your neck size is so you can get that right fit. Another thing too is that now that we have the internet and it's a great thing, you can find some amazing deals on shirts on the internet in different places. And so my thing is, if you have a shirt that fits you extraordinarily well in your body, this is something I learned the other day, actually. Take that measurement when you're going to look for other shirts. So what that means is that if you are looking online and you're like, oh, I'm not sure you know, if this is going to fit me well, we'll go back to that article of clothing that fits you perfectly and you love the way it fits you and then see how close those measurements are to that. Yeah. And I think too, if you're having a, you know, trouble finding, um, different threads or different things to wear, it's also, also nice to look at, you know, maybe a celebrity or someone who influences or maybe someone at your work who dresses decently and kind of analyzing what they're wearing. Like, you know what? I like that print or that style of shirt. I'm going to try to find it for myself or like this guy's a similar size and he's, you know, this makes him look slimmer or this makes him look a little bit bigger X and Y. Um, you can also kind of get some ideas there. So you aren't just stuck in the clothes section of whatever, you know, retail department store, or whatever store or online you are just staring at way too many options. Yeah, it's always, a, it's always a good thing to have some sort of direction you want to go in, either if it's an example of other people that, you know, fit well or put something together that you particularly like. And I truly believe, uh, I take the stance of, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, especially when it comes to fashion. And don't be too, like, don't be too afraid to possibly, you know, borrow something from somebody else who you see that you really enjoy what they're putting on. I mean, I've done it multiple times and I know people have done it from me. So, you know, don't be afraid to um, grab or, you know, borrow inspiration from somebody else's look. Yeah. And I think um, one other thing that came to mind while we're talking about kind of we went from watch to, you know, uh, nicer shirts, button downs, etc. is um, one of the things I think about is grooming as well. And the first thing that came to mind for grooming is there's a lot of gentlemen or men out there who take very poor care of their fingernails in hands. Like I understand there's like hard labor and different, you know, job types that abuse your hands, but it only takes five minutes to clip your fingernails or your hangnails. And like, it's not too detailed or going like getting a manicure or something like that. It just like having some beat fingernails is regardless of who I meet, I'm instantly like, Oh, there's something a little weird here. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen like the long cocaine, uh, pinky nail and that's yeah. obviously disgusting uh yeah i mean it just kind of shows and it kind of sets the tone about like how well you take care of your body and i think it's all cohesive you know the watches you wear the button-up shirts you wear if that fits you well then you'd imagine that somebody would take care of their bodies in other ways as well so i think that that's just a representation and another thing i want to say about that is something that i used to do which i don't anymore luckily is I used to chew my fingernails and I don't think it was much of a nervous habit just to like oh my nails are long like let me take care of this shit and I didn't have nail clippers first it's pretty disgusting secondly it leads to a lot of infections on the corners on in your fingernail themselves like around your fingers and that's pretty painful and um 
Also, it kind of looks bad if your fingernails are a little inflamed, swollen, and red. So just think about, you know, taking the time, either if you have to work it in your schedule as a, like, you know, Sunday mornings, I, you know, read and clip my fingernails or like drink tea, watch news and clip my fingernails. It doesn't matter. Just make sure that that's one of those things that you always take care of just because they're always growing back, right? Yeah, exactly. And regardless if you're a farmer or a CEO, just kind of simple hygiene tips for when you are off the farm or out of the office can make an impression on, you know, the people around you and the people in public to where, where maybe, you know, there's some conversation being had or, you know, people aren't as hesitant to talk to you because, you know, your hygiene's a little off, your grooming's a little weird, which I don't understand why people will do that, but it is something that occurs in our society and it's something you can avoid. Yeah. And another thing, too, I mean, if you're going to make the point of, you know, I'm going to be ungroomed and that's the like that's the type of image you want, then perfect. You know, then you're hitting it and you're nailing it. But just know if that's not your specific image, then you got to rethink some of the things you're doing as far as grooming. And that also reminds me when it comes to grooming, make sure that you have, you know, that your facial hair, if you have facial hair or your actual hair hair is, you know, neat and orderly. Yeah, and I think there's some different tools you can use to, you know, do that on your own so you aren't going to a barber all the time. I suggest having a barber instead of going to Great Clips or Super Cuts. Or, that might be because I'm African-American, but still, though, for some reason, the stigma there of those people that cut your hair could really mess some things up. So there's a couple tools that you could have in your home that would help with that grooming process. Yeah, definitely. And before we move on to that, that just is a huge point in itself. Know your hair. Really, if you know that you need like certain things done to your hair, if your hair is really thin or your hair dries out easy, then know your hair. So that means, you know, taking certain steps. Maybe you don't wash your hair every day that you take a shower. Maybe you wash it every three days. Just be cognizant and know yourself so that you can set yourself up for the best success possible. Now, to move on to the actual grooming tools, one thing that I highly recommend, somebody who has facial hair like myself, one of the best investments I have ever made, ever, was an electric shaver. Why is that? Because as like, so when I first started getting facial hair when I was younger and in high school, I used to shave, or in like early college, I used to shave with a razor. And the things that happen with that is my hair is naturally a little bit more curly. So what happens is when I shave with a razor, I wasn't taking care of my face afterwards. So I'd shave and then a couple days later, I'd get ingrown hairs. Now there's things to stop and help prevent that. One of those is to exfoliate your skin after and I'd probably suggest before shaving as well what that does is basically it kind of roughs up the hair and roughs up the skin a little bit so that those hairs aren't as easily or prone to like you know coming back around and into your skin or even not even piercing the skin and just going back in yeah and one of the tips I have there is maybe finding a mirror that sits in your shower so that your skin can warm up and your hairs kind of stand up so when you go through that you're getting a lot of a lot of that dirt and you don't have to do it after the shower before it's kind of all streamlined into one process yeah and another thing too is make sure you know how to shave so your hair grows in certain patterns and so that means that your hair lies certain ways as well you can get it to stand up normally you know with like some shaving cream and also you know making sure it's like the right conditions a little warmer so it like stands up a little bit 
but also know that you know like as far as your hair goes and it's different for everybody so parts of your hair will lie down naturally parts of your hair will lie up naturally parts of your hair will lie to the side naturally and the thing to look for when doing that is what I do is I usually will get a brush and just brush it down to make sure it looks somewhat uniform and then you can kind of see a little bit better and how that goes as far as like okay that doesn't feel as nice as if I was brushing the other way then you kind of know okay so my hair wants to you know lie this way other than another way yeah and with that electric razor you know you can you know set it to where or you figure out your facial type or the look you want where you're going pretty close to a clean shave might clean it up a little afterwards or you know keeping some ruggedness or five o'clock shadow however that you know benefits you and i think it's also nice to have the combo of having some clippers in your house as well just to kind of you know line up your hair and whatever type of hairstyle you have kind of line it up and edge it out a little bit more um, appropriately if that's the look you're going for or maybe get some stragglers that you missed um, and just kind of get some of those hairs that maybe you have a you're growing quite a bit of neck hair or on the sides or something along that and you want to get rid of it um, clippers help in that aspect as well yeah exactly and you could literally be the best barber in the world and if you didn't have you know enough mirror or you know mirrors to see what's going on then you wouldn't be able to get them so make sure that you guys have mirrors as well as the proper tool of like an electric shaver and also since this is kind of more popular and more trendy as far as guys with beards don't be afraid to really take care of that beard as far as, you know, oiling it down every once in a while. Make sure it's trimmed so like all those kind of wild hairs that make your beard look a little more bushy if that's not the way that you're wanting to go with it. Make sure that those are trimmed off and so you can still maintain that sort of jawline, which is very important um, because some people, I have a friend who used to have a very, very large beard. And one of the reasons why is because his jawline wasn't def as defined. And so what he did instead was have a beard and then trim the beard so that it kind of portrayed that silhouette of a jawline. Yeah, that's a pretty good. I mean, I didn't really think about the, the trend of beards, not necessarily the trend, but the more products there are to take care of them and reduce like irritation make look a little bit better um kind of feels better on your skin um so with that let's do some quick hitter tips so like my three quick hitter tips are going to be like maybe q-tips clean out your ears um, little like travel floss um accessories because at the end of the day guys your teeth are super valuable like you don't want to lose your teeth at like 35 regardless of who you are like it's and having beat teeth is a really big impression so if you can maintain that and get the chicken out of your teeth or whatever you've been eating out that's huge and i also think sunglasses are um, something to have in there as well Gotcha. No, that, those are all good tips. And I really like it how you started your quick hitter tips with Q-tips. Very <laughs> clever. Uh, as far as that goes, flying off the seat of my pants, the tips I have are just, you know, make sure you nail down your grooming. And also thing is don't be too crazy with your accessories. Your accessories are accessories for a reason. So what they should do is kind of culminate to the crescendo. They shouldn't be the crescendo of themselves. And when I'm talking about that, kind of I'm talking about music terms, but I see outfits as crescendos. And I think we've talked about this with John on an earlier podcast. If you guys want to like talk about male fashion, that'll be one that you want to look at. 
But as far as that goes, you know, don't get too wild with your accessories. Make sure that you're groomed properly. And probably the biggest tip I have that I'm going to save for the last is make sure you have fun with it. You know, it's not always to be very like uptight and like, let me put myself in this box of I'm wearing a gray suit with, you know, a bland shirt and a bland tie, you know, have fun with your fashion. If it's in the workplace, if it's outside, you know, on Friday nights, whatever, just have fun with it. Yeah. And I think um, kind of towards another thing that Jordan and I both know about is kind of figuring out your footwear choice, um, sneakers, dress shoes, even flip flops. If you're into that kind of figuring that out and having a variety within that. Yeah, definitely. Make sure that your shoe game is well balanced. One thing that I look at, especially with the more professional setting where, you know, things that I've gotten into over the past couple of years is boots. Um, as well as, you know, dress shoes. And what I can say about those is that you can really get some shoes that'll last you a lifetime. All you have to do is look for the value and pick the right shoe for you. One things that I look for that I have two pairs, probably three pairs of shoes, two boots and one like nice dress shoe that I think I can have for the rest of my life. One thing is, is that I looked for Goodyear welts. And what Goodyear welts is, is basically the way the shoe is sewn onto the sole instead of glued on. And another thing I looked at is the proper ways to take care of my shoes as well. I mean, as you know, I mean, I, I live with you, Julian. So I know that, you know, every once in a while you'll clean your shoes. You'll make sure that they're, you know, they're not depreciating in extreme fashion or any sort of way. What are the things that you do to clean your sneakers specifically? And then I'll go over my dress shoes. Um, I think sneakers in particular, the thing you look at is like a lot of shoes have white soles. Um, a lot of shoes may have a leather upper or like a nubuck or a suede. So kind of being a first being aware of the elements that you're going into when wearing these sneakers. Um, if it's raining, you probably don't want to wear a nubuck or a suede because it's going to lay it down. You might want to wear a leather, but you don't want to wear use a leather similar to boots. You don't want to use a leather that might isn't water resistant or waterproof because you're going to get water stains and you can almost not. It's almost impossible to get rid of those if it gets you know bad enough. Um, and then you know realizing at the end of the day. Maybe you have a good variety of shoes, like maybe I need to clean the midsole. So I use a shoe cleaning product called Jason Mark, which is like a biodegradable, 100% cleaner. Uh, it's like water and whatever the base they have in there. So it's um, not going to yellow your shoes because a lot of chemicals can yellow like a white sole over time. So it's going to keep, you know, the shoes white or it's not going to strip any paint or tarnish anything. Um, like if you have metal aglets or something along those lines, so it's going to keep them clean. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's very important too to like know your products, know what they are going to do to your shoes or your gear, and then also know how to apply them to your stuff. The things that I use for my leather boots and my leather dress shoes is I found a very good shoe polish that I wear and it's going to fit certain colors other rather than others. Obviously, you know, if you have a dark brown boot, then you're going to get like dark brown shoe polish. If you have a lighter brown, you're going to get a lighter brown. Just fit the shade of your, or the you know, the color of your shoe. Also, a thing that um, is very important is that you make sure you oil your shoe every once in a while just so it can like maintain its suppleness, not dry out. And also it helps maintain that water resistance that some shoes do have, especially if they're leather. And what you can do is let's say that you're going to go out and you know it's going to be necessarily pretty rainy. Just put um, a little more heavy of a moisturizer 
on the shoe itself and that'll help maintain and lock out that moisture on the outside of your foot. Another thing too is always make sure you dry out your shoes throughout the whole day. You're in your shoes, you're sweating and stuff. And so if you have a leather shoe, it's going to make it wet on the inside and wetness and humidity on leather will destroy it. So you make sure that that's dried out at the end of the day. Yeah, and something that kind of popped up in my mind during this while I was talking about the kind of the cleaning or preparation process as a whole, I think another staple you should have in your apartment, house, dorm, whatever you're listening to this at, office is a lint roller. Like there's a surprising amount of people who don't have lint rollers, and that can make a huge difference if you just sit down and like if you sit down in a chair that has some dog hair or there's some dust or something, lint roller is going to get that right off and make them make everything look super clean because you can lint roll pretty much everything. Absolutely. That's a very good point. And another point I want to make on top of that, I mean, there's two two tangents I want to go on really quick. Even if you don't have pets, even if you don't have like a cat or anything like that, if you go over to somebody's house, this happens to me all the time. We don't have a cat here, but I go over to my really good buddy's house. He and his wife has two cats. Whenever I go over there, it's always a guarantee I get cat hair on me. That's why those lint rollers are there. So that, you know, regardless of a situation in your own controllable home or a situation outside, you're going to be taken care of. Now, the second point that I want to make is that you want to make sure that you have some sort of way to take wrinkles out of your clothes. Either if it's, you know, throwing it in the dryer, if you have the time before going to an event and like shaking out or like, you know, working out those wrinkles or an iron, an iron and an ironing board, or even the thing that I use as a steamer, make sure that you have a way of taking care of that and making sure that you're presentable. Yeah. And I, if you've never used an iron or a steamer, um, go to YouTube, right? There's going to be a ton of techniques and things to do to look for for different material. Like it's really important to understand what you can iron and can't iron. Um, just kind of look into that and understanding, you know, ways to iron things without, you know, burning your clothes or, you know, putting a sweet iron stand or like soaking it with a steamer or something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. And so, as we're kind of wrapping up and uh, warming down, is there anything else that you want to tell our viewers or listeners about a gentleman's fashion or gentleman's like gear? Um, I think I don't have any last tips, but I think I'll just run down kind of my list of things that I have daily or in my house is like I have a lint roller, you know, I use chapstick is huge to have. I guess I guess chapstick and I don't chew gum or use mint, but in the future, I think I'm going to choose mints over gum. And the fact that if you're somewhere, um, it's very easy if you're chewing gum to kind of loudly chew gum or, you know, it gets bad and you have to toss it somewhere and you might look like a litterer or something like that. Um, having mints is smooth. It still freshens your breath. Like it dissolves, your breath smells well. So maybe having, you know, a mint thing in your car around you is going to help a lot as well. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one thing that I always catch myself doing. First, we're on the same kick as far as wherever I go. I have this backpack that I usually take with me and it has like this travel size floss in it that I always replenish. Always have chapstick with me. But that mint thing is very important because a lot of the times you'll catch yourself be like, damn, that's I hope that's not me. But you just ate that garlic platter. So it definitely is. Yeah. So, I mean, in the end, 
quick hitters we talked about watches you know button down shirts or figuring out that style and fit and getting it tailored we talked about grooming facial hair having an electric razor you know figuring out your hairstyle you know trying new things still having fun um, you know figuring out you know proper footwear or you know what style fits you and so the ability to be flexible and trying new things um, there's a lot of different things you can go through from little accessories like the lint roller or um, sunglasses travel floss uh, maybe even clone we didn't touch on um, a few different things that you know you could have around you or near you at most times to be you know kind of on your a game or you know looking a little bit more um, professional or gentlemanly, gentlemanly, gentlemanly in uh, public. Yeah, and uh, the key to all of this is make sure you just educate yourself because there's a lot to learn about a lot of things. So the second you start, you know, diving into it, the better you'll be prepared at preparing yourself and presenting yourself. So without further ado, I mean, I just want to thank our listeners once again. We're on Spotify. We're still celebrating in this house. Huge win. Um, and other than that, Julian, take it away. Yeah, um, we also touched on, if you really like this episode, we have a style guide episode a little further back with John where we talk a little bit more about jeans and colors and accessories. Um, we're on all the platforms. We have an email, theoffthetoppodcast at gmail.com. We thank you for listening. Send your thoughts or questions there, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.